Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. Because you've thought about things that you're really grateful for, and it sort of clicks your brain into that space of finding more things to be grateful for. They say you always see what you expect to see. And so if you expect to see wonderful things, that's what you'll see. And if you walk away from your desk in a great mood every day, how cool is that? My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today, which is how to plan out your entire year on one sheet of paper. As you know, I'm a big fan of planning and how to do it most simply. So this topic is super intriguing to me. So welcome to the show, Laura Posey. Thanks for having me, Sam. Great to be here. You're just ticking both of my boxes here, planning and simplicity. Like seriously, (laughs) it couldn't be any better than that. I'm very excited. Why don't you start off by sharing with us what it is that you do and the kind of people that you work with? Yeah. So my whole practice, my whole business is focused around helping people plan their entire year on one sheet of paper and then get it all done. And so I do that through a combination of courses and coaching and that sort of thing. My clients are typically coaches, consultants, service providers, oftentimes they're folks who have come out of a corporate job Mm. and either voluntarily or involuntarily. And now they they really want to do great work and share their knowledge with other folks, but they're having trouble replacing that corporate salary that they used to get. And so my job is to get them, you know, most of them, if they could make, you know, a quarter of a million dollars a year, have, you know, eight or 10 weeks of vacation a year and have control over their time, they'd be happy as clams. And so it's my job to get them there. And um, we have a great time doing it. Love it. Love it. Love it. How did you come up with this idea of putting everything on one sheet of paper? What's your personal journey to, to coming up with this? Yeah. So um, it all started because I was running a business that I hated. Mm. And like, that's I, not I fun. Just, oh, no. It's like I left corporate America because it was boring and I apparently ask a lot of questions <laughs> and I it just, was just not a good fit. And so I started this business with a business partner and a few years into it, like I just realized I hate this man. I hate the work that we're doing. Like I need to figure something out. So I kind of ran away from home for a couple of weeks and I went to Sedona, Arizona and had a bit of a 
you know, sort of a near death experience. And that'll always give you a perspective. Right. Mm. And so I, I realized like, I've got to figure out what it is that I really want. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to, I, you know, I just sort of took all my corporate skills and put them into a business and realized I had just created, recreated my corporate job and with a coworker I didn't like, and, you know, with no benefits and no health insurance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I sat down and I just got really crystal clear about what it was I really wanted. And then I sat down and said, okay, well, what has to change in my business and in my life if I'm going to do this? And I realized like, you know what, I've got to just be able to fit this on a single sheet of paper so that I can just look at it every day to stay focused. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was originally much longer than that. And I just sat down, and I started crossing things off and going like, no, is this really important? Like, do I mm-hmm. deeply care about this? And if not off the list, or is this thing that I think, you know, I'm supposed to be doing, is this like really going to move the needle towards mm-hmm. my goals? If not off the list. And so it really got down to just that single sheet of paper and choosing to do the most important things and ignore all the rest of it. Mm. I'm a huge believer in just focusing on the things that move the needle. One thing that I see holding so many coaches back is that they spend time on jobs that really are not going to move the needle and they are just time wasters. And, you know, these people are so overwhelmed and overworked. You know, they've left these jobs that they're doing maybe 60 hours a week because they were like, I don't want to do this anymore. And now all of a sudden they're doing 80 hours a week. But the things that they're doing are not moving the needle. How do you sort of start that process of, deciding what are those things that you're going to focus on, the ones that are going to move the needle? Yeah. So, you know, what's really interesting there is you use the word decide. And and I I love this word because the root of the word decide means to cut out or cut away, mm. right? And so deciding is, you know, we always think it's about choosing what to keep, but it's more about choosing what not to keep, right? And so I I think part of the the way that you start with it is what do you really deeply care about in your life? Like what is you, you know, what is the lifestyle that you really want to have? And I think it's easy for folks to get sucked into the hype of, you know, oh, you can have four Lamborghinis and 12 houses and you know, whatever, like gold toilets. And it's like really just like is that what moves the needle for you personally? Is that what excites you? Is that what thrills you? Like how much money do you really want? And if it's $10 million, great, it's $10 million. But what I find is that the vast majority of people, you know, they want to bring home $25,000 a month of personal income in their bank account. They can do all the things that they want to do with that, right? They can put aside enough money. They can help their family. They can travel. They can do all the things that they really want to do with that amount of money. And they can still have time to enjoy things. And so we always start with like, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Like, do you, you know, do you want to stay home? Do you want to work from home? Do you want to have an office? Do you want to have a team? Do you want to have a laptop lifestyle? Like, and we calculate, okay, how much money is it going to take to have that? Hmm. And then we can say, okay, well, what does your business have to look like? in order for you to have this lifestyle that you want. Mm-hmm. Because there's a million ways to build a business, mm-hmm. right? You just got to find the one that works for you mm. that achieves your goals. And so, 
you know, sometimes it's just looking at all the things that you could do and going, nope, not that. Nope, not that. Like, you know, one of the things is, you know, people say to me all the time, well, Laura, you should have a podcast. I'm like, don't want a podcast. Yep. And they're like, but, 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 but. And I'm like, eh, don't want to. End of, end of story. <laughs> right? Full stop. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, if you look at stuff that's on the list and, and things that you could do and you go, yeah, I don't want to do that. Okay, great. You don't have to. Mm. So I think starting with, you know, what are all the options and, and throwing away the ones that you don't like is a great place to start. Totally. But at the same time, making sure that what you're deciding not to do does align with the outcome. Because what I'm hearing you saying is you don't want to start a podcast, but you're super happy with the income that you're getting and the way that your business model is, yeah. as opposed exactly. to, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want a $10 million business, but I actually don't want to do any of those things. Like it's about both of those things marrying together. Absolutely. So, you know, people will say to me, well, I don't want to do sales. And I'm like, then you can't have a business. (laughs) Sorry. You made me laugh because like, hello, that's, there is no business without sales. And and it's like, and that's okay. You just need to go find a job that you like. Yeah, totally. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Absolutely. You know, or you need to go, you know, like you can still coach. You're just going to have to work for somebody mm-hmm. and they're going to make the sales and they're going to hand you the clients and they're going to tell you what they want to pay you. Mm-hmm. If in your heart of hearts, you are uncomfortable with someone else telling you what you are worth, then you got to sell. Yeah. But selling doesn't, but you don't have to be like some sleazy, gross, pushy salesperson. Mm -hmm. You just have to know what it is that you're selling and make appropriate offers to the right people because doing that helps them. Mm. Right. And if you have something of value to me, like you have a moral obligation to tell the right people that this thing is available to help them. Hallelujah. I love that so much because when you take away the, I think that there's some like sleaziness around the word sales from past, you know, experiences where really it is about just helping someone or serving someone and giving it, you know, helping them achieve an outcome or, you know, whatever it is that they're looking for. That's all sales are. It's just serving. That's it. That's it. And you have to just figure out how to find a comfortable way to make the offer, right? You don't have to be pushy about it, but you do have to let people know like, hey, there's this really amazing thing available called me and I can (laughs) deliver these outcomes for you. Yeah. Love that. So in your your one page plan, you said, you know, yes. you started to cut things off and I'm taking this yeah. off. I, what I want to do is really drill into the, those things that are going to move the needle because not everyone knows what they are. And it's one thing yeah. to say, you've just got to choose the things that move the needle. But what about for yeah. people that say, but I don't know. What's yeah. the process for going through to, to find yeah. those things? Yeah. So we have a process, I guess you would call it, that we call the success circle Mm -hmm. that walks you through all the things that you need to do in your business in order to have a healthy, thriving business. You know, and it starts with your target market. You know, everybody, I hear people say, oh, I've been through that. And I'm like, well, do you have one? (laughs) Because if you don't, then you need to go through it again. And you cannot 
move forward to the next piece of pie until you get this one done. I also find that it's not just not having one, that maybe it needs a bit of refinement. Do you find that with people that start working with you? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I call this a success circle. And if you can imagine it's, you know, it's got these like 12 pieces of pie in it, right? And it's, and you just sort of work your way around the circle. But then what happens is next year you work your way around the circle again, Mm. right? And you get better at each of those pieces, And then you do it again and you get better at each of those pieces. So, you know, when you come around to target audience each year, it's sometimes it's, oh, well, I'm going to add to my audience, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to expand in some way. I've got a a new offer for new people or it's no, I'm going to refine. I'm going to, I'm going to drill down and become more niched. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then the next thing is you got to have an offer, right? It's like, you got to have something that you can sell and you got to have a price and the things that go along with that, right? And so we, we give them this process to work through so that, you know, it, and, and honestly, we just, we start with like, you know, here's the success circle and they start out just by doing the old kind of life wheel exercise. It's like, okay, if the center point is I got nothing and the outside is I've got it perfect, go in and color in the percentage of each of these pieces that you have working. Mm-hmm. And what we find is that people have this really hunky chunky looking circle, right? And it's like, okay, well, if that was a wheel, how well would that roll? Not very. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Mm-hmm. That's why your business isn't humming along. So we need to even that out. And we need to take some of the resources that you're putting over here, making this one thing perfect and put them over here so that you can actually sell some stuff. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and then by the time you get around to the the end of the circle, you're working on things like bringing on team members, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, a just a one-off project team member or a, you know, a part-time team member who's going to be a contractor for you or even, you know, a full-time employee that generally comes around that, you know, the third or fourth circle time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I so love that you've been better at each of those. I love that you mentioned that that full-time team member comes sort of three or four times around the circle. I think yeah. a lot of people get really confused when we talk about, and I say we, people like us <laughs> talk about yeah. you You can't grow without a team. And right. I know I have spoken about it on the podcast before, but for people that haven't heard it, you generally don't start off with a full-timer. When we're talking about growing your team, you know, generally, it, you know, it may just be a contractor to help you with a project. And then maybe mm-hmm. you may take that contractor and they may run multiple projects or you may be able to take them on for 10 hours a week permanently. What else can you speak to around, around you know, building your team? Yeah, I think it's in one of the things that I think is really helpful is, you know, as you're going around the success circle, you start to figure out where your gaps are. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you're coming around there and at some point, you've got to have some sort of graphic or visual way to present your offer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the point at which you discover you suck as a designer. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so it's like, Oh, well, I can either go over into Canva and spend 15 hours trying to figure out this thing, or I could go over to Fiverr and I could pay somebody $20 to do it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, and, and that's where you start to figure out as you're going around the circle, well, geez, these are the places where I really stink at this particular thing. And then you get to stop for a second and go, well, okay, wait a minute. Is this something that I just have to learn to do, right? Is there just a learning curve here and I got to figure it out? Or is this something I can hire out? 
Mm. Right. And so, you know, when you're coming around the circle and you get to like lead generation, guess what? That's on you. Mm-hmm. Like you got to know your own lead gen. Do not, I see people trying to outsource that all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a massive failure because nobody knows your business better than you do. I mean, can you outsource some of it way down the road? Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like if you're going to start doing paid ads or something, that's probably not a place you want to spend learning curve time. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, you're responsible for your own lead gen, you know, but then you get around to other places and it's like, oh, well, some of the service delivery when you're first getting started. Yeah, you're it. But down the road, there's some of that stuff that you can outsource and you get into the operations and finances and that sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to do my own books. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Put the right numbers in the right box. Like, Good. I'd be in jail <laughs> if I had to do my own taxes. <laughs> Oh my God. My accountant says to me every single year, she's like, are you ever going to get good at this? And I'm like, no, mm. this is why you are here. And this is why I pay you a lot of money is because I'm going to hand you a pile of garbage and you're going to make it all good. Yeah. <laughs> and keep me out of jail. Like, this is how we roll. This is job security, babe. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, you're cracking me up over here. (laughs) Yeah, I I wish I cracked her up too. She just looks at me and shakes her head. (laughs) That's all right. I was on the phone to my accountant yesterday. Same thing. I'm just like, all right, now what I'm about to ask, just take a deep breath. That's all you have to do. Take a deep breath before you answer. Anyway, let's not go into that. I want to go back to, you know, how you started that originally saying that, you know, you you decide that you suck at design and you decide that you're going to... It could also be, and because I know that there's a whole heap of people listening, and they're like, I'm great yeah. at design. And I am. I actually pride myself on my design work. However, it is not where the needle is going to move if I'm in exactly. Canva. Yeah. Even though I'm good at it, yeah. it's not where I'm going to move. So I have yeah. two full-time designers that work for me because I just want them to take care of it so I can do, like you yeah. said, the lead generation, the sales. Our operations, putting the the putting our processes together. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not even talking about specifically there uh, creating systems in our business because I also our team creates the systems. I don't do that either. Mm-hmm. But yep. for our teaching processes, like your circle of success, no one else mm-hmm. could have done that. That's your thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. We have to, that. This is where we're going to move the needle on the business by creating the IP. So that, mm-hmm. that A, our clients get the success and B, so we can teach this to other people to deliver it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have a saying around here, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to look at those things and say, can I outsource this? Right. Is this something that I can hand off to somebody else? And if so, when? Mm-hmm. Because part of the beauty of being an entrepreneur is you get to do the stuff that you love doing, the stuff that's fun, the stuff that's exciting. And you don't have to do all that crap that you don't want to do. I want to acknowledge the elephant in the room here. Bring it. Yeah, let's do this. That outsourcing it is going to be the easiest thing you've ever done if you've never delegated before. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's just so much easier to do it myself or this takes me so much time. For the people that have this going on in their head right now, what 
do you want to say to them and what do you want them to understand to be able to move through this phase? Yeah. So I, you know, one of the things that we look at in our business is, is this something that's going to be going to need to be done more than once? Mm-hmm. If so, we're looking at how do we systematize it and how do we outsource it? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I have discovered over the years is, you know, I've hired a bunch of people. Some have been awesome. Some have been garbage, quite honestly, they've been horrible. I mean, they're nice people. They just didn't work for me in the role that I needed them for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that happens. But I think that just the simple process, yes, does it take a little more time to go find somebody? Yes. Up front, but like anything else, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it forces you to get really specific about what you want. Mm-hmm. And what is really important for you? And honestly, what's happened for me over the years is that I've discovered that when I hire the right people, I don't have, I can just give them the end thing that I need. Like, I need you to produce a, this thing that does that. And they will magically make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how they do it, I don't mm-hmm. care how they get to it. And it actually, ends up once you practiced it taking less time than you doing it yourself. Mm. But it's like anything else, it's practice. Yeah. And if you never practice it, you're never going to be able to do it and you're never going to grow. You're going to get busier and busier and more and more exhausted and you're going to go, "Please God, can I just go get a job?" Yeah. A 100%. 100%. What a waste of your talents, right? Right. And not only that, but what a waste of the dreams and goals that you had when you went into business in the first place. You know, we go into business because we want our life to be a certain way or we can see a better way or, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got something that we're really passionate about that no one else is doing. So to walk away from all of that is just such a shame. It is. It's sad. It's sad Mm. to watch people end up in that place because they've just burned themselves out. Mm. When there are hundreds, if not thousands of people out there who can do that task for you, do that job for you and would love it. Mm. Like I I have a virtual assistant who's just absolutely amazing because she can do all the things I can't do. Yeah. She's fabulous at details. She's fabulous at dotting the I's and crossing the T's and making all the little piddly stuff work. Mm-hmm. And left to me, it would be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. My assistant can create a Google spreadsheet faster than I've almost even told her what I want. I could spend all day in that. I I hate that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm in the spreadsheet gal, but like when it comes to our CRM, she has actually threatened to change the password so that I can't get in and break something. I thoroughly expect that one day I'm going to go to log in because I've got a good idea and I'm going to do something and it's going to be like, nope, sorry. Access denied. Yeah. Uh, All right. So I'd love to wrap this up. I'd love you to share what I guess is the starting point for people to really get this plan on one piece of paper and in Palais. We've talked about a whole heap of things, but what is that one thing that people can go and do right now? I think that you know, I think it, it's fun to sit and think about, you know, like your big lifestyle design and all the things that you want to do. And, and that's super exciting. But like everything, it comes down to what are you doing today? Right. Today is really all you have control over. 
because, you know, pandemics and all sorts of crazy stuff happens. Right. Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to learning to get control of today first. And so uh, one of the tools that we use is called a daily success checklist. Mm -hmm. And it's got three columns on it. It's got like the reminder column of, you know, these are my goals. These are the big projects that I'm working on. These are the things that I need to do today to be healthy mentally and physically and spiritually. And then the center column is like, this is what I got to get done today. Like when these are checked off, the day is done. And there's a limited number of boxes, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're making a commitment. I'm going to get these things accomplished today. And then the third column is a reflection column, right? So that you look back at the day and go, oh, wow, where did I make progress? What did I learn? What am I going to do differently tomorrow? And then finally, what am I grateful for? Mm. And when you finish that gratitude piece, what's beautiful about it is it it just sort of closes the book on the workday, right? And, and when you're done with that, it's like, oh, I've accomplished everything that I set out to accomplish today. I can walk away from my desk and go back into my role of partner, parent, friend, fisherman, whatever, right? You can go live the rest of your life and not be thinking about work because you're done. You've checked it all off. You've turned the page. You've reflected on everything and and that's it. And so it's this wonderful sort of guilt-free way of just closing the day. And, you know, like for me on Fridays, I'm not working past noon. Like, mm. It's just not happening. And I don't work before noon on Monday. Mm-hmm. So my Monday and Fridays, they're shorter lists because I got to get them done. And mama needs a three-day weekend. Yeah, exactly. I really love that process. I find that if people are overwhelmed and they're not getting anything done, generally what those mm-hmm. people do is add more to their list. And the first, yep. what I'm hearing from you is exactly what I say, is actually take as much off it as you can. If you're not getting yeah. things done, start focusing on only one thing and getting that thing yep. done because yep. you need to get into the habit of getting things finished and focusing yeah. and getting the outcomes that you're looking for. Yeah. But that second piece of gratitude is so important and I think that it's yeah. undervalued by so many people and it's just yeah. it's even the reflection piece that comes before that. And I'll give mm-hmm. you an example. Last month, I thought I had a terrible month and I didn't achieve anything. And I sat down with my coach and we were going through what I had achieved over the month. And I looked and went, oh my goodness, I was serving myself up a big shame sandwich because I thought I hadn't got any of this <laughs> stuff done. And we sat there and went, oh my God, that was an awesome month. But yeah. it was that reflection piece. And then we can yeah. layer on top the gratitude. Oh my goodness, I couldn't have got that done if it wasn't for this person or this event or, you know, where I live or all of the other things that come into play to help it happen. So it's so important. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there are days that are just challenging as heck and you look at your gratitude list and you think, all right, I am grateful that the cats made me laugh this morning. You know, like you're, you're stretching, right? It's like, (laughs) I'm grateful that I have a comfortable office chair. Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) You know, because, you know, it, it some days are just tough like that. But, you know, other days it's like, wow, I could fill up the whole page mm. of things. And and it just forces you like you every day when you walk away from 
your desk, you're in a great mood, Mm. you know, because you've thought about things that you're really grateful for. And it, and it sort of clicks your brain into that space of, you know, finding more things to be grateful for. You know, they say you always see what you expect to see. And so if you expect to see wonderful things, that's what you'll see. Mm. And if you walk away from your desk in a great mood every day, how cool is that? Totally. Well, Laura, I'm very grateful for you for coming to share with us today. For people that have listened to this and they want to know more about what you've been talking about and they would like to connect with you, where can they do that? Easiest place is um, our website, simplesuccessplans.com. And if you add a slash daily on the end of that, you can get a free copy of the daily success checklist and it comes with a, a sample of how to fill it out. And there's a little tutorial video to kind of walk you through each box and how that all works. I just, I figure if I can get people getting the days working, then we can work up to getting the year working. Love it so much. Thanks for coming and sharing with us, Laura. I so appreciate you. Back at you, Sam. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.